0: This is Scott, host of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast and black author. You could get all three of my books. My first book, Systematic Racism and Capitalism, Alliance of Oppression. My second book, Hypocrisy in America, The Veil of White Supremacy. And my third book, my first novel, Exodus 2035, all available on Amazon.com and Amazon Kindle. If you don't have a Kindle, You can download the Kindle app to your smartphone or tablet, and you can access those products. Thanks for listening. Welcome to another episode of the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. You can find this show on Spotify, the Apple Podcast app, and Google Play. Everybody should be following me on social media at unprocessed underscore knowledge. I hope everybody had a great week. Got a lot to cover. We're going to get right into it. But before we do, if you want to support the show, I'm going to tell everybody how it's not even going to cost you a dime. Here's what you do. Like the show, subscribe, follow me on social media, tell a friend. Right. It's really important that you guys follow me on social media, Instagram at unprocessed underscore knowledge. That's the best way to keep up with the show. Right. That's the best way to keep up with the flyers. Anytime a new show is posted, that's the best way to engage. That's the best way to ask questions. Follow me on Instagram, guys. I appreciate all your support. The numbers are looking good. Let's go ahead. I'm gonna go ahead and ride this wave. Let's keep this going. Let's build this momentum. Let's build this thing up from the from the bottom up. You know, let's get it from the mud. Let's raise this to a Joe Button podcast. Let's get it up there to a to a DL Hughley show. Let's you know let let's let's get it up there because this show is not my show. It's your show. This show is for the people. This show is is is, is for the for the folks that got boots on the ground really going through it this is in the everyday struggle huh, see what I did there uh-huh let's get it up there to a to a platform uh you know the size of DJ Vlad and we're gonna get on DJ Vlad in a second but before we go there this is how I want to open the show
1: lose, or draw in this election will you commit here today for a peaceful Transferral of power after the election and there has been rioting in louisville there's been rioting in many cities across this country red and your so-called red and blue states will you commit to making sure that there is a peaceful transfer of power after the election well we're gonna have to see what happens you know that i've been complaining very strongly about The ballots and the ballots are a disaster. I understand that, but people are rioting. Do you uh, commit to making sure that there's a peaceful transfer of power? We want to have get rid of the ballots, and you'll have a very transfer. We'll have a very peaceful. There won't be a transfer, frankly. There'll be a continuation. Uh, The ballots are out of control. You know it, and you know who knows it better than anybody else. The Democrats know it better than anybody else. Go ahead. ahead. Second question is: Will you?
0: Well, there you have it. There is your president. They asked him, "Would there be a peaceful transfer of power? Meaning, if he loses the upcoming election, will there be a peaceful transfer between his administration and the next administration?" And you know, he basically said, "Well, yeah, there'll be a peaceful. There'll there'll be a peaceful transfer. You know, there'll be peace if I win. (laughs) As long as I win, y'all won't have no problems, right? You know, I've, I've been complaining about those ballots." He's talking about mail-in ballots. You know, they're a mess. People voting by mail. You know, people voting. You know, all those people sending in votes. The more people that vote, they they just might vote against me. Well, you know, who knows? Well, that's, that's, that's your president of the United States. Donald Trump addressing a peaceful transition if he happens to lose the election. There is no hard data you know, suggesting that that he could lose. Um, Do not be surprised if he gets another four years in November. He won before, he could win again. All I'm saying is, you know, let's not put all our faith, let's not put all our stock And whoever the president is, I have no idea who the next president is going to be. I have no idea who the president will be four years from now, eight years from now, 12 years from now. It doesn't matter. fact of the matter is we as a people and we talked about this on a previous show, guys, we do need to get politically involved. And being politically involved is more than just showing up to the polls once every four years. Casting a vote for one person and then going home and going back to sleep, right? You have to vet these candidates. You have to support these candidates, right? You have to support them financially and you have to support them politically. You have to hold them accountable. You have to put the right candidates in place that are is going to support your agenda. If you're black, they they should have your best interests at hand as a black person in America with all the problems black people face and then after after we vetted vetted these candidates after we supported these candidates then we could prop up the candidates up there are gonna go to work and fight for us you put those people in position you hold them accountable and then you get what you came to get right it's not rocket science here's politics politics is a group of people come together and say, what do we want? And then they support a candidate that is going to get them what they want. And then when they put that candidate in position, that candidate delivers to his base, right? That's politics. What do we want? Who's going to get it for us? We're going to support him, right? Once we get him in office, we'll get what we want. It's not rocket science. It's just, that simple. Let's move on to the next story. Actuary Cruz recently said, "You are not officially black and successful until they call you a coon." Well, I, I disagree with that. There are plenty black and successful people who have never been called coons. Um, if you have a large number of people calling you a name. You might want to stop and look in the mirror because they may be calling you a name for a reason. So you should take a hard look at yourself and ask yourself, what have I done or what is going on with me that these large, a large number of folks think this about me, right? LFC, LFC, logic, facts, common sense. (laughs) We got to use, we got to use that in our everyday lives, all right? Those are the the building blocks to thinking. Basically, look, Black Twitter, Black Twitter (laughs) hurt Terry Crews feelings years ago. They've been calling him names and he just really can't let it go. (laughs) So every chance he gets, he tries to flip it into something that is not. He most recently jumped in the dimensions of Kanye West Kanye West was on Twitter you know airing out some of his grievances and you know discussing some things and Terry Crews well let me get the exact quote Kanye West tweeted and this is from the official Twitter account of Kanye West I have the utmost respect for all brothers we need to link and respect each other no more dissing each other on labels we don't own and Terry Crews responded and said, you are not officially black and successful. And to, well, no, sorry about that. And somebody else responded to that tweet is saying black Twitter is about to call you a coon like they did with Terry. And Terry Crews responded and said, you are not officially black and successful until they do. Look, if you're a black person. Here's the here's the here's the reasoning behind the word coon, not the reason. Here's why people call you coon if people perceived you as turning your back on your blackness, turning your back on your people, turning your back on not even morally, but psychologically and intellectually, what it means to be a black person in America. If you live your life to be accepted by white folks and do everything you can to distance yourself, from black people, even though you yourself are black, then that's a coon mentality. That's the mentality. You've turned your back on what it is to be black, the black experience in America. You 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 decided, look, that's that's y'all Negroes. That ain't me. right? I'm doing all right. I ain't, I ain't like the rest of y'all Negroes. Master, master don't treat me the way he treat y'all. Master treat, master treat me good. And that's a coon. And I'm not, I'm not talking about Terry Crews. I'm just talking in general. That's a coon mentality. Right. You don't have to be a coon. You don't have to turn your back on your people to be successful. I think now I am going to get on Terry Crews a little bit, and maybe he no. Well, maybe he did not mean this, but to equate. Black and successful to coon to being a coon, you don't have to turn your back on your people. You don't have to, you know, buck dance and sambo to success. Just because you're black, right? You don't have to be the the the, the smiling. <laughs> Uncle Tom, you know, all up on the white folks. Yes, a boss. In order to get be successful, you don't have to do all that. The problem is there are too many black people who think that is what you have to do to make it. Right? In order me, in order for me to make it, you know, out here on this plantation, I got to get in good good with massa right mm. that ain't the way guys that ain't the way that ain't the way terry cruz come on home brother i know they don't hurt your feelings you don't want to let it go <laughs> i know you try to flip that coon word and 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 into and, and something positive because that's what people have been calling you for years and we, you know i try not to name call on this program try you know i slipped a few times in the past but that's not what i'm about and like i said i am not talking about terry cruz specifically i'm just Talking in general based off the content that he put out there, all right? Everybody, let's let's think for ourselves. Let's think for ourselves. Let's think for ourselves being called a coon. Nothing good about that. The CEO of Wells Fargo made the news with some comments <laughs> that he made. And I'm reading the story courtesy of NBC News. Wells Fargo CEO ruffles feathers with comments about diverse talent. And I'm quoting him. While it might sound like an excuse, the unfortunate reality is that there is a very limited pool of black talent to recruit from, says the Wells Fargo CEO. And Chief Executive Charles Schwarf exasperated some black employees in a Zoom meeting this summer when he reiterated that the bank had trouble reaching diversity goals because there was not enough qualified minority talent. He also made the assertion in a company wide memo June 18th that announced diversity initiatives. As nationwide protests broke out following the death of George Floyd and Ahmaud Arbery, he said, while it might sound like an excuse, the unfortunate reality is that there is a very limited pool of black talent to recruit from. Mm, yeah, that, but that does sound like an excuse. And watch out for that word minority. We talked about talked about that before we talked about that word minority right they start with the word black and then they go to minority and then they you know leading the white women if you want to hire black people it's plain black folks out here looking for jobs there's plenty of bright talented college educated black people out here looking for jobs it shouldn't be hard. it's not they're not hard to find at all right if you have problems Finding one that, that you want to hire, that that means it's a problem with you. You just don't want to hire one, right? I'm telling you what I know. Especially in corporate America, they look for every excuse not to hire a black person, right? Anything that's in that's naturally black, anything that's inherently black, black. And guys, you know these working on these jobs. I know it's a lot of adults that listen to this show. They'll use that as against you. They'll use your natural hair against you. They'll use the the, the way you look against you. They'll say, you know what, you know, I'm not sure if you're just a, in corporate America. They'll tell a black person, you know, we're not sure if you're just a good fit for this position, which really means you too, black. You know. They don't want their corporate partners coming in the office and looking at your black tail. They don't want they lily white customers walking in and seeing your big black behind sitting there. Especially if you work in the banking industry, right? The banking industry is all about relationships and it's all about people giving you money. Look at the banking industry. Look who is in control of the banking industry. It's no mistake that it is overwhelmingly white and overwhelming, overwhelmingly middle-aged, right? White men over 50 control the banking industry, right? White men over 50 control Wall Street. That's just what it is. They control the money in America. They don't want to let you in. And they don't want to do business with you, right? They don't want to let you get a foothold in that industry, Right? They don't want you to, right? You might be one of the, you you might be the spook that's set beside the door. All right. The last thing they want is to give black folks access to corporate America in large numbers, especially when it has to do with controlling resources. And the banking industry is one of the most, is one of the primary resources. Why? Everybody needs money. Everybody needs money. I don't have to explain that. I'm I'm sure you know. Popular YouTuber DJ Vlad found himself in a little well I'm not even gonna say hot water. Look, people, folks are upset with DJ Vlad. Here's what DJ Vlad did. He lied on Minister Farrakhan, alright? DJ Vlad, he posted a video. Interview that he did with D. L. Hughley, where he mis misquoted Minister Farrakhan, tried to make it seem like he said something he did he didn't, and basically used that to, you know, <laughs> justify the way he feels about Minister Farrakhan. All right, he had to misquote him to to get his feelings out. Now a lot of uh, a lot of popular figures that that are regulars on the DJ Vlad platform have, have coming out and you know, they they demanded apology from dj vlad uh, lord jamar who's been on you know a very popular figure on dj vlad's platform for years um my son rice the five nine uh, the comedian godfrey you know they they've been on dj vlad's platform tons of times and they've all come out and they all say hey, you, know, you know vlad we need you to apologize for this man you know first of all you can do, what you you misquoted the minister, right? You posted that video. Your videos get a lot of views and, you know, what you said wasn't right. You need to come out and you need to apologize because you made it seem like Minister Farrakhan said something he did not say. And you made it seem like he was inciting violence against Jewish people when that's not what he was doing. So you need to come out and you need to, you know, right your wrongs. You need to stand on it. Well, DJ Vlad said he's not going to do that. <laughs> said he's not apologizing. He said what he said. And um, that's what he's standing on. All right. So a lot of these figures I just mentioned said, and, you know, they're not going back on DJ Vlad's platform no more. And not only are they not going back on his platform, that they would encourage all black people to unsubscribe. From dj vlad's channel and you know what that's exactly what i did um, i was a subscriber to dj vlad's youtube channel not necessarily because of you know i had any affinity for him but you know dj he gets a lot of big interviews i know a lot of big names go on this platform a lot of big names um he some of the people that i, I like like a godfrey a comedian godfrey a lord jamar uh my son. these are are some of the people that you know that i follow and they have been on dj Vlad's platform tons of times well i have officially unsubscribed from dj vlad's youtube channel i would suggest you to do the same and i will never watch another dj vlad interview again reason being um if we don't start standing up for ourselves as a people if we don't pick a square and stand on it right If you don't, whatever you want to call it, some people call it standing on a square. Some people call it um, being on code. Some people say drawing a line in the sand in the sand. If you don't stand for something, you'll fall for anything. And here's the deal. When Nick Cannon came out and said what he said about the Jewish community, they said, hey, what you said was wrong. And you need to come out and apologize And Nick Cannon did He came out and apologized And they st- still tried to ruin his career So we need to do the same thing What DJ Vlad said was wrong He need to come out and apologize And if he don't want to well, Then we need to hit him in his pocket All right? I'm not telling anybody to go out and do anything dumb I'm not exciting violence Against DJ Vlad I'm saying Unsubscribe to his channel Stop watching, stop giving him the stop giving him those views, and that'll affect his pocket. All right. DJ Vlad came out and specifically said the reason he's not apologizing is because it's not affecting his money. That brings me to where we are now. So
2: I had a conversation with Vlad, you know, after the Royce.
0: This is my song talk on his Instagram DeRoyce. live
2: conversation you know and as i replayed the conversation and i listened to lord jamal and garfrey's video that they posted up and there was one thing that got me you know he said and he said it to me too and i wasn't even thinking about it you know he said that his business has not been affected you know, he, he made a reference to Nick Cannon and said, you know, Nick apologized because his money was affected. People apologize for two reasons, because either they, they generally feel like they want to apologize or their money is affected. So listening to Lord Jamal saying, he said, well, we had the best month. Vlad TV has had the best month. And that right there was something that didn't sit well with me, you know. Um, you know, when, when I stood by... His decision, his own personal decision not to make an apology, I thought it was based on integrity, that nobody's going to force you into an apology. You know, you, you right or wrong, nobody can force you into an apology. But now, after listening to, the, you know, what he said to the Lord Jamal and running back what he said to me, he is willing to make an apology if his money is affected. You understand what I'm saying? It means that If the people he worked for and he's doing business with decide yeah, you need to make an apology because it's going to affect your bottom line, then he wouldn't make an apology. But the people who supported you, such as myself, Lord Jamal, Godfrey, people who you call friends and we called you friends and we're willing to stand by you, you know, because I'm loyal to a fault. That's the person I am. If you're my friend then I'm going to ride with you. That's just who I am. We're go- win, lose, or draw. We're going to fight when we get home, but I'm going to ride with you. I'm going to call you out when you do some bullshit. I'm going to say it's wrong, but I'm going to ride with you long as I know that your intentions are genuine and they're based on integrity. And that's why my hat says integrity over income. So when you start to say, well, my money's not affected, and Black TV has had the best month it's ever had, then I realize that we, we, we morally conflict because I was standing by a man who was...
0: Oh friends. How many of us have them? Friends. All right, well. <laughs> I guess DJ Vlad, you know, showed y'all what what y'all friendship really mean to him. So if you're following him, guys, you know, I would encourage you to unsubscribe. Unsubscribe. Let's 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 come together as one cohesive unit. Let's move as a family let's get this thing done you know when other groups are, are lied on and disrespected they move as a unit and they get things done you you see how quickly they moved on the cannon and then they could move I'm gonna use the cannon as an example but they could do that to anybody anyone well you know what we got the same power let's come together and let's exercise it
1: Graham the Kentucky Supreme Court said that the grand jury has competing but balanced functions On the one hand, its purpose is to investigate allegations of criminal conduct and determine if there is probable cause to believe that a crime has been committed. On the other, the grand jury serves to protect the public against unfounded criminal prosecutions where probable cause is lacking. The grand jury is unique in our criminal justice system because it operates independent of the court and the prosecutor. The hallmark of the grand jury is its independence from outside influence. This independence is necessary to ensure that justice is done both for the victims and for the accused. After hearing the evidence from our team of prosecutors, the grand jury voted to return an indictment against Detective Hankinson for three counts of wanton endangerment for wantonly placing the three individuals in apartment three in danger a serious physical injury or death, the charge one.
0: All right, <laughs> unless you've been under under a rock, we've all heard the news on the officers involved in the murder of Breonna Taylor. Basically, they're letting officers walk, guys. Three officers were involved in the shooting. Only one got charged with three counts of wanton endangerment. Listen very closely to what was said in the clip. He was charged with wanton endangerment because he put three individuals in apartment three. A man, I believe his pregnant wife and their child were in apartment. Pardon me. Right next to beyond Taylor's apartment. Hmm. Hold on one second. Let's try that again. The end of basically Breonna Taylor's neighbors, you know, some bullets went through their wall. It was a man, his pregnant wife and a child. And that's what the officer is being charged with wanton endangerment for. His bullets went through their wall and, you know, they're just innocent. People didn't have anything to do with anything. The The charges the th- well, the three counts of wanton endangerment that the officer is being charged for this has nothing to do with Beyoncé Taylor. Right? The grand jury basically said, "Well, the murder of Beyoncé Taylor was justified, but we're going to hit you with wanton endangerment because you know th- some bullets went through the neighbor's wall and somebody could have been hurt." Wanton endangerment is basically it's a slap on the wrist, guys. It's a slap on the wrist. It's a D-class felony. A D-class felony is a low-level felony. It's, it's like it's like credit card fraud. <laughs> okay. Even if you, even if you were to receive the maximum pun- penalty for wanton endangerment, it is the maximum is five years in jail and a ten thousand dollar fine. Now here, here's the game. Even if he was to get the maximum, what he won't, the maximum, of five years. He'd do a year. he he probably do two and beyond. This officer isn't going to get the maximum. I don't think this officer is even going to get convicted of wanton endangerment. Even if he is convicted of wanton endangerment, you know, just to make it look good, the penalty will, will probably be probation. You know, the penalty will probably be, you know, 12 years probation and some community service. He might not even get the community service. It'd probably just be probation. So, look, they, they're letting these officers walk. They just, you know, singled out one officer and gave him a slap on the wrist for PR circumstances. Basically, they care nothing about the life of Beyonce Taylor. They care, they care, care nothing about um, Beyonce Taylor's family, Beyonce Taylor's boyfriend. They care, they don't even care nothing about the people, you know, in, in apartment three. <laughs> right? They're saying everything that they did was right and justified, and you know. They're just going through the motions here. It's a PR move. That's all it is. That's why they waited so long. It's a PR move. Let's dismantle the system of white supremacy and replace it with a system of justice. That's all I have this week. This has been the Unprocessed Knowledge Podcast. Catch you next time, guys.
1: We cast truth at falsehood till we knock out its brains. Every one of you that knows the truth, stand up and tell it from the mountaintop. Black people can't take it no more. So wherever you are on the job, in the factory, I don't care where you are. If you know the truth, stand up on the truth.